0: Love Talk Radio.
1: which means it's Halloween, all manner of spookiness, and depending on where you live, it is the season of the witch and changing of the leaves. I was actually talking to someone this weekend who was like, I want to move to a place where my children can experience seasons, which I believe is code word for snow. I don't Beavis. like
2: it. <laughs> seasons. <laughs> um it's like Burger World. <laughs>
1: I, I'll pass on seasons. Seasons bring snow. I don't like it very much. I'll, I, like, I like hot all year round. I, I, I could actually stand for it to be hotter. Uh, Texas, Arizona, that sort of thing. This is the Metal Hammer of Doom, and I am your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified Mr. Mark Rattilage. And we have a change of uh, topics tonight. We were originally going to review the new Meshuggah album, which, unfortunately, for Robert Cooper, he was really looking forward to. But, and I'll bring him on in just a second. But uh, we listened to it, I listened to it, uh, Jesse listened to it, and we decided there wasn't a whole lot to say about it. However, Finnish shock rock band Lordy just put out a new album on September 16th, and it fits very well with our uh, Halloween theme going on here on the Rattles and Broadcasting Network. So we thought, let's talk about that. So tonight we're going to review Lordi, Monsteriofonic Theatre Terra versus the Monarchy. Yeah, it's Halloween, so let's listen to some Finnish monster metal, shock rock Lordy.
3: Yeah,
2: that's
1: what I like. Um, I actually discovered these guys through Pandora um, a couple years ago, and uh, the song that came on on Pandora that just changed my life was uh, Would You Love a Monster Man, and I have been in love with this band ever since. These guys are great. Uh, They sort of drift uh, back and forth between uh, metal and hard rock, depending on the theme of the album, but overall, they're really, really fun, Um, very thematic. They fit in well with what we're doing here, so we're going to talk about them tonight. And why not bring up a band that's a little off the beaten highway, right? You know, a little, little something, something you know most people have never heard of. But speaking of never heard of, here's my co-host, the man who who said he'd much rather be talking about sugar tonight, Mr. Robert Cooper. How do you do, sir?
2: That was before I got anal fisting the album.
0: Oh no. Oh
2: Sigmund Fri- Freud would have a field day with this album. Like, there's a whole song. There's a whole song. I thought it was like, what was it? Uh, hold on. Give, give me a second. Let me get that. Get that song title. Was it uh, Hug You Hard?
0: Hug yeah, you Hug hard, You
2: Hard Four. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's a song about giving hugs. <laughs> I read The lyrics, and I'm but like, hugs. oh no, <laughs> not. Oh, I'm not stretching the door The room into a hallway <laughs> <laughs> We go from Voicemail to He-Man To fucking <laughs> God bless America Well It German Yes but uh yeah uh I was looking forward to Meshuga just cause, uh my fucking pretentious ass was stuff like that, but now that I've listened to this Lordy album I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> I Can't wait to bring this one up on a date and be like, Hey, when hear really wrong, I'm gonna play Hug You Hardcore along with one of my pawn shop finds for the week, uh Feel the Steel by Steel Panther. Uh I'll play uh nice. Yeah, my uh, best friend played that for his girlfriend at the time, community property and you know, he grabbed her hand and uh, she was like, Oh, this is so wonderful. And then it went in my cottage community property and she let go of his hand and gave him a really dirty look. Yeah, that's <laughs> what happens.
1: Um, Yeah, if you have a chance, go go check out uh, Monster Man by this band. It's, it's an awesome song, very, very melodic, actually. Speaking of melodic, um, here's a guy who has no idea what a lord he is and thought I was bringing on some gospel. This is Jesse Starcher. How do you do, sir? <laughs>
4: Check, baby, check, baby. One, two, three, four. What is going on, gentlemen? Can you hear me? Uh, yes, we hear you just fine. Right. So. Great, great, great. Yeah, what is a Lordy? I said yesterday. And then today, I'm like, holy shit, this <laughs> is a Lordy. Some good stuff. I can't wait to talk about this album. Just to jump back to the sugar real quick, I mentioned. The night, bef- the night before I started talking to you guys about us, which I guess that'd be Monday night, uh, we did a podcast and had uh, was Josh Calandros on. And I mentioned, we were doing plugs, and I mentioned, yeah, we're going to be covering Mashuga, And, he, I mean, uh, it's a podcast, but his ears perked right up. He was like, whoa, really? And he, now, again, is another band I never heard of, but he was, he was laying some stuff on me about time signatures and all sorts of crazy shit with Mashuga. Uh, so listening to the album, I could kind of see what he was talking about, but boy, you talk about some technical shit that I, that probably went way over my head. Uh, so I I can understand the love from a because I guess they really get down on that technical level, but, uh, I'm, you know, we, we talked about changing over to this. Uh, you talk about a personality and especially just in time for Halloween. This is a great album.
1: I, I expect you to be blasting Lordy not just this album but the Lordy catalog when kids come on Halloween to uh <laughs>
4: yeah uh-huh I'll be blasting that, and then when the police show up, then we'll be talking <laughs> about uh we will we'll be figuring out what music I'll be listening to in uh, in the jail there uh well we'll send
1: the we'll send the Rattling broadcasting lawyers to come bond you out <laughs>
4: uh they do not exist,
1: ladies and gentlemen <laughs> no no, these are not. <laughs> All right. Um, Yeah, let's let's get into this. Uh, So, as I said before, Lordy is uh, from Finland. Uh, This is their eighth studio album, Uh, as I said, released on September 16th, 2016. Uh, It does swing back and forth between hard rock and heavy metal. Um, The first six songs or so are not not related to each other in a thematic way. Um, it's sort of all over the map. We we talked a little bit already about the particularly raunchy Hug You Hardcore. By the way, just as an aside, Steel Panther has
2: a new album next year. Expect to review it. Oh, it's-
1: um it's oh,
2: I hope it has as good a uh, track as she's on the rag. I hope so. <laughs> I mean,
1: Steel Panther can only go up from where they've been. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but they have- what
2: in terms of uh, smut. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The last, the second half of the song of uh, the album actually tells a story, which uh, I, you know, I listened to the album a couple of times, but you two are better at sort of piecing together the lyrical, thematical stuff. So when we get to it, I'm going to kind of oh, turn it over to you guys to, to break it all tremendous. down. Um, band's named after Mr. Lordy. Uh, that's his name in the band. A lot of the songs were uh, written by him and Tracy Lip. And this album, I believe, was produced by Nino Lauren. Uh, funny story about this, real quick. Uh, so they released "Hug You Hardcore" uh, as a single before they released the full album. And I had initially, uh, I think this was like released in Europe before it was released in the United States. It was, a, it was a really weird release schedule because it completely threw me off. It was I thought it was coming out one of the weeks that we were doing a, that we were looking at another band. So I went to, I, to Apple Music to find it, and only Hug You Hardcore was available. So they had the whole album on there, but everything was grayed out except for Hug You Hardcore. I'm like, all right, well, this, this, I must have gotten the dates wrong, or the date was wrong on the Wikipedia site uh, for Metal Albums 2016, which is where I usually pull the calendar from for the show. And uh, you know, I was like, all right, well, I, I guess I, they'll, they'll release it later. Uh, but I'll just listen to the single now. And this happened to be on a weekend when I was home with my kids.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> the kids were
1: up, the wife was up. And, you know, I tend to play music around the house when, when they're home anyway. And so they're used to, you know, my heavy metal nonsense. As long as I don't play it too loud, don't, you know, I don't get too many complaints. You know, because when Dad <laughs> wants to put on the music, Dad puts on the music. However, I was expecting would you love the monster man? You know, I'm expecting Lordy as I know them. I was not expecting anal vesting and what <laughs> you have <up> before.
0: <laughs>
1: My poor daughter, you know, just kinda of giving me a quizzical look, going, I don't get it. What's happening here? And when what was happening is I was being a bad mama. Oh, <laughs> oh,
3: man. You,
2: you were seeing her brown eyed girl all over again. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so I learned after that. Uh, make sure uh, I make sure I listen to the shit before I play in front of my kids. Because uh, I'll play mostly <laughs> in front of them. But I mean, you know, a song about anal fucking. I probably
0: need to draw. <laughs> Just it. <saying. laughs> the more sure? you know.
2: I mean, you mean, I think every kid needs. Oh no, no, no! I can't. Mm, I wish that's in it.
1: I would not complete that thought if I were you, sir. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was not supposed to go there. Uh,
0: That's what she said.
2: And, the, and the, no. I was going to say, thus is the theme of uh, Hug You Hardcore. Hug <laughs> You Hardcore. <Yeah. laughs> All right. So let's, let's get into this. We'll
1: start with uh, the first track on the thing is just a, like a voicemail, and it's fine. If you, if you listen to the whole album, it's a fun little listen, but it's not worth playing on here when I can only play portions of tracks. So we're just going to get right into the music. And Jesse Starcher, I I wish I had known that this song existed before you did your series on the mini He-Man comic, because I would have insisted you start each one of them up with this song.
4: Oh, it would have been there.
1: Let's go slaughter He-Man. He Man. Question for you, Jesse, since you're you're now the resident He Man expert. In the car- <laughs> <laughs> in the car- I don't understand.
4: <laughs> I, I guess I am <laughs> of these three. Of so, so in the
1: cartoon or the comic book, which you are now most recently familiar with, was there any one of Skeletor's minions that wasn't a complete retard? <laughs> 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 because if I remember correctly, uh... Beast Man was terrible. Be- Beach oh. Man was like the Bebop and rock steady of E Man. Oh, and Crapshaw wasn't much better.
0: Mossman
1: mm. was kind of you know,
4: he was just like
1: <laughs> or am I thinking of somebody else? Um
4: Moss Man, Moss Man was a good guy. I found that out. I thought he was a bad guy myself until we did the podcast. I actually learned what, that he was a good guy. What's
1: the one that looks like the abomination then? Like
4: uh, Are be- you thinking of Merman? Yeah, that's the one. Merman yeah. hey, Barnacle Boy? Mern- <laughs> SpongeBob reference um, was any of them okay? Well, let me just tell you, the cartoon and the comic are two different animals. Uh, the car, the comics that came with the figures, I learned a lot when we did that podcast. Now you say I'm the resident He-Man expert. I I brought Ronnie Adams and Justin Thomas on that podcast, and they, uh, I mean, at least quadruple my knowledge on the masters of the universe lore, but man, you talk about like trap jaw was a freaking cool ass character in the comics. You think he's just this, this, uh, this minion that, you know, that Skeletor brought on. What happened is Skeletor ended up going over into a different dimension and uh, ca- accidentally trap jaw fell into this portal and came over to attorney and, and trap jaw was a criminal over there. So regardless, if, if anybody's cool, uh, and, and when it comes to the comics, I want to give Trap Jaw the nod. Beast Man is a complete douche. So yeah. as as to why he wants to be Beast Man, uh, you know, maybe he's thinking that well, you know, he's he's pretty much Skeletor second second in line. So if any if you're if you're in love with Skeletor that much, then you want to serve with Skeletor and of course capture He Man and and kill the man and of course like they say in this song, put his head on a pike out in front of Castle Grayskull. Uh, and, and just have a good old time with uh, old Tila, because she's apparently supposed to stay. But uh, I love this <laughs> song, man. I mean, you talk about, uh, I did not know what to expect with these guys. And that and that isn't you know obvious from what I said earlier, I don't know who these guys are. I don't think I've ever heard a song from them. You suggested the whole He-Man song, I think, uh, it was a few weeks back before we even made the decision to go with this album. Uh, and I hadn't even had a chance to listen to it until yesterday. So when they start out with the keyboards, and then I was <laughs> like, that, that took me back to the 80s. And then at the end of this song, they actually use a, a pretty common sound effect from the cartoon, if I remember correctly. So what a, it's a great tribute to such a, what a dweeb of a character He-Man was, especially in a cartoon, man. I mean, gosh. But love the song. This is a fun song to start the album with.
1: Uh, Coop, what'd you think of it? Now, you didn't know much Lordy or any Lordy before I mentioned any of this, right? This this one, I actually, was a, was a surprise for you?
2: Well, no, I I know of Lordy. Uh, Hard Rock Hallelujah was a song that I liked quite a bit. Uh, they've just never really been on my radar in terms of uh, what they brought to the table. Uh, for me, they kind of had a, a good, an interesting singer that has a charismatic voice and a nice gimmick, but I felt like musically, they really weren't all that impressive. Now, listening to this album, I still feel like musically, I mean, musically, they're fine. Uh, They're passable. I think what really brings people to the table for this is, again, their singer, the lyrics are fun. They're they're a band with a lot of personality, very much, as you said, shock, rock, in nature. Mm -hmm. Uh, But going to He-Man, the only thing I really know about He-Man is that all the the bad guys were uh, absolute idiots. <laughs> um, four non Blondes did a song for it. <laughs> oh, four non Blondes you y- y'all get that reference, right?
4: I don't know. I know the four non Blondes but I don't know that. Yeah, I don't I, know I, that I song.
1: I have no idea what you're trying to what you're trying to convey.
4: Oh, the the video where it's got a
2: uh, he man doing hey yeah yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. That okay, that has yeah. been
4: shared on my wall. Yes. I've never had
1: to to post this on on the Rattlage and broadcasting. I have no idea what the fuck you're
0: talking about.
4: I (laughs) I will find it.
2: Grandpa Rattlage has not been on the internet for nearly as long as I have, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Stinkor actually stunk.
4: Uh, Oh, did he ever?
2: I think that's great. But beyond that... I don't have a whole ton of He Man knowledge, so I think it's really cool that we get a song in tribute to He Man. I love when bands just pull shit out of nowhere. Like, want a tribute to fucking He Man? I'll give you your fucking tribute (laughs) to He Man. It definitely
1: has that anti hero flavor to it. You know, it's like, hey, you know, He Man is sort of this back of heroism, and then the whole song is, no, fuck that guy. We want to be the bad dude. So, you know, this is sort of the sort of a take on that NWO kind, kind of thing. Like, we want to be the bad guys. Because the bad guys are always cooler. But there was not a single cool bad guy in He-Man that I re- remember. The chick wasn't too bad. The, the, the evil chick that was with Skeletor.
4: Even Skeletor. Kind of,
1: yeah, Evil Lynn. I mean, she was okay. She wasn't an idiot. She was a bit of a nag. And she was always like, you know, like Skeletor's plans would always like just fall to pieces. And she'd just sit there and rub it in. Um, <laughs> like, oh, Skeletor, are you know
0: <laughs> but, you know,
1: and Skeletor, you know, first of all, real quick, because people are going to be like, well, are they ever going to go to this next song or just stop talking
3: about something? <laughs> um, so
1: well, last point on this, but I mean, Skeletor was made to look scary, but he wasn't because he was just a clown. And if you need any more proof than that, just watch what they do with him on robot chicken. He was kind of like Cobra Commander in that sense. But the one character that they really did capture the essence of frightening, you know. And to this day, I can remember the the opening of Thundercats and hearing that Mumra scream. Ooh, oh yeah! It's really, it's one of the only times I've really seen like a like a really frightening, you know, thirty minute children's cartoon villain. And and Mumra the only one. Mumra like by a country mile. Just mm. real quick on that, if you. You know, feel the same or differently, and then we'll, we'll go to uh, the next song here. Oh,
4: Thundercats. I, I was going to say Thundercats. I watched a little bit of that. I know Mumra. Uh, I- I- we're going to compare Mumra to Skeletor. Um, I w- I'm going to probably give the nod to Mumra here. I, I probably would myself because Skeletor, uh, I mean, just in the comics that we read, every issue was I got to get into Castle Grayskull. Got to <laughs> get into Castle Grayskull. I got to get into Castle Grayskull. And he's just an idiot uh, and continues to do the same stuff over and over and over. So uh, I'll I'll gladly give the nod to Mumra there. Cool.
2: Uh, My experience with Thundercats very much is yelling Thundercats, ho, uh, (laughs) noticing that a lot of furry porn was probably created based off of this show. (laughs) Chitara. Oh, fucking furries.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Gotta hate furries. I mm-hmm. had a friend do of mine. His sister. Do you want to hug hard hardcore? No, no. No, I do not want to fuck that furry fox-looking thing in the butt with my fist. Because, quite frankly, <laughs> that is that is not appetizing. Oh,
3: man.
2: But uh, I actually had a friend of mine whose sister used to go to furry conventions in Atlanta. And goes, they're really nice people. I'm like, they just give me the heebie-jeebies. But uh, yeah, I ha- I've seen Mumrah. Mumra, Mumra looks scary. Uh I mean really most of your eighties uh cartoon villains were a bunch of stooges or dumbasses. Yeah, wow. yeah. Uh I I'm gonna go with uh probably Megatron. Yeah, okay. I'll- but Megatron wasn't
1: scary. Megatron wasn't a clown well, either. The clown was Starscream. Yeah. Oh, <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's more like the, dra- like the dragon, if we're going with TV tropes here. He's just that guy that just fucking stabs Megatron in the back constantly. <laughs> I think the rest of the Decepticons are a bunch of clowns, though. Like, seriously, you ever know evil's really stupid most of the time? Yeah. They, 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 the trope with a lot
1: of that era of cartoons was that the evil people and really this, is, this hasn't gone away, because as you were talking about Skeletor, I, I'm going to play my dad card again. I, you were talking about Skeletor just doing the same thing every episode and he was just, he, all he wanted to do was get into Castle Greystone. like he didn't really get beyond that mm-hmm. they're still doing that kind of villain only, you know, with, with slight differences, the, the villain ish character on Sophia the First, only all he wants is the amulet of Avalor or whatever the fuck it's called um, that she wears and won't take off her neck and it's like every episode is if I have the amulet I'll be king and I think they actually gave it to him once and it like cursed him but but it was like he's this wizard and he's a shitty wizard and you know, and uh, you know and, and he gives it every week. Like, how am I gonna get Sophia's amulet? And he never does. Anyway, right, So <laughs> we're gonna shift over from He-Man and 80s cartoons to Fisting. Here we go. Here's your single from the album Hug You Hardcore for all the lovers. <laughs> Before the chorus, and I was like, Oh, you know, my kids aren't picking up what they're putting down here. They're still a little too young, they're not getting it. When he was like, face down, ass off, I'm pretty sure my daughter looked right at me. <laughs> I thought
0: <it> was <laughs> uh, what did he say? And I'm like, Oh god. Oh you where's the remote? You really have, like,
1: I you know, when this when a similar thing happened with uh with Orange is the New Black, I've told this story where, you know, she was on the iPad, I was watching it, and I, you know, and I was having her sit away from the screen, and she happened to turn around during a rape scene. I could, I could daintily explain what was happening in a way that a, at the time, I think, a four-year-old um, would get. And at least on some level, understand, you know, enough that, you know, I, I I could get out of the situation gritty, unscathed. There's no good explanation for face down, ass up. There just isn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean,
4: correct me if I'm wrong, Jessica. Uh, I'm pretty I
1: sure if you go to every phrase face down, ass up, you're, you're going to be dumbfounded as to how to approach the subject.
4: Yeah, you're not, you're not going to be able to brush that one off. You're going to hope. Actually, here's what you do you pretend it doesn't happen, which happens a lot here in this household. So, just take it from me. You, you, you grab the remote. You hit next as as immediately as possible. Face
1: down, ass up. Hey, who wants ice
2: cream?
0: I, I want I want
2: that on a mug. There is no reason way you can get out of face down, ass up.
1: All right. Um, so that song is great. <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that's good for a laugh. Um, it's got a, it's got a really funny funny beat um, and all of that. But let me uh, let me go to you guys because you have the lyrics. So who wants to uh, who wants to do the honors here?
2: Coop,
4: please, do you, do, man, please.
2: Do, do I get to do I get to sing them? Do I get to read them all? <laughs> or do we just read the greatest hits?
4: I
1: think we need to do greatest hits. In, you know, for the purposes of time.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, ride the Hersey highway, <laughs> excited for the monster truck. Face down, ass up, Batman. Here we come. <laughs> we <Wish laughs> <me> see you, love. <luck. laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, I don't know. I wouldn't bring Bane out for that one. <laughs> 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 if into that. Uh, let me let me find the uh, the one that I'm actually. I, I love the chorus. Uh, I want to rock you so, ramming up, up the exit door. I want to hug you hardcore, stretch your room into a hall till it's me who gets bored. <laughs> Five into one, the dirty fingers. <laughs> with son, it's ramming in her.
4: Oh man! And at the end when they're going dirty, dirty fingers, and I'm like, oh my gosh! I mean, they cannot. <laughs> uh, I, they they uh, this is uh, it's disgusting. Oh, it's hilarious. Well, I though I hope they
2: were dirty. I hope they weren't dirty before.
4: Mm. <laughs> well, they're definitely dirty now.
2: I don't think no, it no, matters no. if they were before. They're good. dirty now. So maybe That's... they're going in. Maybe somebody spilled apple juice. You don't know. Oh,
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> <hey. laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's let,
2: let's see. You know, I think honestly, uh, this song kind of is repetitious. Most of the songs are repetitious, but
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: the Hershey Highway line just gave me a, a massive chuckle. Like, see, like I didn't realize that the song was into it. I was like, Huggy Hardcore. I'm like, you know, I could see this sending me sending me into in this girl. <laughs> <laughs> as, we, as we kept going, I was like, if I do this, we're going to be on line with Coop again. <laughs> what you do, Coop? I what was like, hey, baby, I'm gonna, I, I want to do this to you. It's fucking anal Man. <laughs> so turn, turn your room into a hall.
1: I think the next girl that you've got a thing for, you should make them a mix. Start it with this. And... If they can get past it, that's the girl you marry. There you go. There you go. That's your Lord of the Rings, okay? <laughs> if she can get past, hug you hardcore, and still wants to date you, you need to go. You need to go ring shopping.
2: Actually, actually what I well, I don't know. This one's pretty bad. Uh, Dirty gold horror by Autopsies up there. The song about following uh, the first, the killer is the person, uh pretty much. Giving the point of view, and it's talking about uh, finding a girl in the woods, raping and killing her. You know, there's plenty of death metal. There's plenty of death metal to go around. The thing that I think makes this song truly grotesque is the fact that it's not a death row. It's very audible.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was in the. I'll, play that, I'll, I'll tell the story real quick and then play the next song. But I was in the car with someone over the weekend. Um, I was in Chattanooga for uh, for a wedding. And while the girls were with the bride doing uh, doing bride stuff um, the day before the wedding, me and um, my wife's friend's husband who traveled up with us, uh, we were tooling around Chattanooga going to see the sights, and we went to the aquarium and we went and we rode the rails. Um, But while I was driving around uh, because we we uh, we drove up in the minivan, I was playing Liquid Metal on Sirius Satellite Radio, and he just kept asking. He's like. Why do you listen to this stuff? You can't understand a word they're saying <laughs> like, I, mean, I find that people who don't listen to heavy metal That's their big complaint Because my friend Paul was the same way He was like, you can't understand what they're saying And if they knew half of the shit that these people were saying They would change their opinion They would go, oh I get it, okay It's fine We don't, we don't need to hear about ripping out entrails And <laughs> <laughs> Sacrificing one to a goat god Or whatever um, I'm sorry, I think I cut you off, Coop, So say a piece, and then we'll uh, we'll go to the next track.
2: Uh, I was actually about to do lyrics in the Batman voice, but uh, I'll save that for later. No, 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 no,
1: oh shit! I didn't realize I was interrupting Bane. So, by all means, Bane,
0: continue.
2: <laughs> well, well, I was gonna go for Batman in the next one because I figured I would. I just did one in Bane, so then I'd be like, Yeah. Let's see. What what, what are we gonna do with this here? Hmm. Actually, yeah.
3: Alfred, let me mount you gently. I this. Introducing. Introducing your entry. You're going to like did
2: it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like this is a song, like when Batman really turns into the Drunk Knight, this is a song that he just really melds into.
4: A um, drunk Knight. I haven't seen it, but
1: Robot Chicken did a DC special where, like, in between sketches, Bane would just run behind Batman and break his back.
3: I don't
1: know. (laughs) It
2: kept happening. That is is wonderful. And you know that complaint about people being like, oh, you can't understand the lyrics? That's bullshit. I mean, I guess I can see people complaining about that, but then you pull up a guy like, for example, there's a rapper named Twista. He's, like, up there with, like, the fastest rappers you could find, and you can't understand a word he's saying because it's so goddamn fast. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's the difference? The fact okay. that it's technically still done in a spoken voice? I think people are full of shit sometimes.
1: I agree. All right, so speaking of full of shit, here comes track four. This is Down With The Devil. <gasps> much personality in that one as there was in the prior two and so this is sort of a so that's the thing like when you compare it to the first two songs it, it doesn't rate but by itself it's fine they you know it's not great it's not bad it's it's average it's listenable it's fine you know it's a <laughs> what is it? the line in the way it's a 45 degree
0: day <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, this song after the highlights that were He-Man and butt-fucking, <laughs> <laughs> not at the same time. Uh, <laughs> that's on the EP. <laughs> that, that's the EP. Uh, yeah, this song is just there. It's not very impressive or memorable. It's just it's kind of filler, to be honest. And with 14 tracks, we really don't need filler. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe this this almost seems like two two uh, half albums they made into one. But yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I would agree. I mean, I feel like they they were going for a concept album, or they wanted to do, you know, where they wanted to do like one half unrelated songs and another half kind of like the, um, oh, what's the band I'm thinking of? Uh, the the the, prog- the progressive metal band that always does like very thematic albums and they all tell a story. Uh, uh, ice earth. Arion? No, oh. Iced earth. That's what I was thinking of. Iced earth, sir. Um, you know they they were going for like an iced earth thing, and, and that's fine. But I think you're right. I think, I, I they, they I almost feel like they should have gone with two EPs or do a full album of one thing and then release you know the terror, uh, and then release release Demar- demonarchy as something else. You know, release that as an EP or something, but. Yeah, it's just kind of meh. Jesse?
0: Jesse? Oh, for fuck's sake.
2: You were... <laughs> you were...
0: Nope, oh, can't hear you,
2: sir. There's a, no, right. you are... Uh,
0: He's going to dial back.
2: About, uh, yeah. Yeah, apparently... Um, dial due, back. To
1: an issue with, due to an issue with Skype to host connections for premium members you will need to direct connect or via telephone to host your show so I don't know if he's all, if Skype is also giving um, callers a problem as well so who knows um, but we'll go ahead and uh, go on to the next song here and uh, if Jesse has anything uh, interesting to say about the previous one I'll give him that opportunity after we hear Mary is dead as we know, Freddy's Dead is a fishbone song. Um, Alright, damn it, Starcher. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I'll uh, lead off here. Um, there is the previous song that we decided was meh, and now we're on Mary is Dead. Decidedly slower, but I think a more interesting song. What are your
0: thoughts?
4: Number four, Down with the Devil. Uh, I agree with your guys' sentiments. I think it's probably one of the weakest tracks on the album. Uh, the only thing I can think of, I don't know if he's like uh, if this is a song about uh, like himself uh, or someone in the band, whoever wrote the lyrics or something like that, because I mean, it, it, we, we rarely talk about the album covers uh, w- when we, we talk these albums. And if you look at the album cover, my gosh, you talk about some scary looking dudes. Of course, you know, it's, it like, this is like, I don't know, this is like Guar level stuff. Scary stuff. So I don't know if if, uh, their lifestyle matches what they portray on stage. But um, down with the devil. Eh, Weakest track, man. I agree 100%. Uh, You mentioned about how – Hang on, real quick interruption. I have
1: to correct myself. I I have
4: to correct the record here.
1: Freddy's Dead Actually by Curtis Mayfield, covered by Fishbone. Please continue. All right.
4: Okay. Uh, You guys mentioned about how it feels like a – it could be two EPs. I honestly think this is a. I, I think this is perfect, to be honest. To be to have you know half of it, uh, you know just random, not random songs, but I mean st- songs that don't interact with each other. Uh, and then we have the story on the other side. Like I said, this is this is would be perfect as a, a tape back in the day, man, where you could listen to these songs and then flip it over, and you got the story on the other side. And they made it pretty much symmetrical here we got what did we say 14 songs and and so i think um we got seven seven random songs and i imagine seven other songs here at the end so uh, uh telling the other side of the story now mary's dead mary is dead that's a this is a freaky song man um not too many songs coop you mentioned one about the uh the Somebody who got raped in the woods, raped and killed in the woods. This is almost kind of not, it's up there because it's the guy who commits the crime is the one singing and it's, it's freaking. It's all played slow, like it's almost a ballad kind of a, or a love song. And man, it's just weird. But, um, Coop, what do you guys say? Uh,
2: Oh, boy. Sorry, Internet. Uh, <laughs> uh, this song here is, again, it's a slight bit uh, uh, repetitive, but I love that little twist there towards the middle, and it's like, uh, you know, I'm l- helping look for her, but they're not going to find her because she's dead. I killed her.
0: <laughs> and I
2: love that. Oh, you twisted little <laughs> devil, you. So I did kinda wish we went into a little more detail or a follow up or something, but I, I guess it was it's just me, a Austin, it was me the whole time. Sorry, I had to get that out there. Yeah, it was me, Austin, it was me all along. And the funny thing is you're thinking of another song, I'm thinking of Hank Is Dead by Red Fang. Which is not about Hank at all. It's just called Hank Is Dead.
0: So
1: um I wanna say that guitar lick I maybe I I, I had it in my head. Um, and I and it may I may now be getting this wrong, but I feel like the guitar lick at the beginning of the song was right out of Clutch's Rock and Roll Outlaw.
4: Oh wow, I'd I'd have to listen to it again. You want me to play the just the lick real quick? Yeah, if, if you can, yeah, go for it. I'd like to, I'd like to see if I can make the connection. Yeah,
1: I want to. I want to make sure that if I remember, I'm remembering the right Clutch song. Then maybe I got it wrong. But I definitely heard this in a Clutch song. So here we go. Just a real quick thing. Uh, I just want to hear. I just want Jesse to hear the
3: living end.
4: Ah, yes, I can hear that. Okay, I'm right though. Rock and Roll Outlaw. I don't know if it's that song. I would have to. I'd have to swing to Spotify to check. But I I recognize what exactly what you're talking about being something that Clutch has played.
1: Okay. Um, All right. Let's uh, let's move on to track six here. Uh, This is Sick (laughs) Flick.
4: right there goes as song number one or song number two on Coop's love mixtape there.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let me let me get this out
1: and then and then I I will toss it over to you because this is really all I have to say about this. That song is all about for me. I know lyrically there's other stuff going on. I'm gonna let you guys talk about that. But musically for me that's that just builds up to the chorus and the chorus it is so melodic and so fun, um, and there's that sharp change you know because I got you know they they do the chorus and then they just kind of chant the name and when they do that they change the beat of the song real quick and then they're back to you know you know back to the bridges and everything and it, and it's great i li- I like this was a fun one for me I, I again I like musically it may not be complex or interesting, but it 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 Dug into my ears, and I remember listening to this at work. And I remember, like, I didn't really tune into the song until I heard the chorus, because that chorus is like, 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 a, like a, kind of like a roller coaster type deal, where it's like it's just build, 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 and then poof, you go down the opposite side, and and that's kind of what the song is doing. It just goes bam, you know, and it's it's very, I don't say bright, but it's um very energetic and poppy. <laughs>
4: Uh, Coop, sick flick, man. What do you, I'll let you take the lead on this one, man. Uh, I hope that's not hard. <laughs> it definitely sounds like there's some going on here. Uh, at least uh, you know it may not be explicitly mentioned, but there is definitely some pretty, uh, pretty extreme things being suggested. Like? Um, oh well, such as. Well, let's see here. Um... Oh, where's it at here, baby? I want to know what's behind those eyes. Now that sounds pretty. That sounds nice at first, and then when you say, "Lady, what color are you deep down inside?" <laughs> now we're <laughs> we might be Uh-oh. we might be approaching things. Uh, at, at, you know, we might be crossing the line. And then the next one is maybe I'll find out when I jackhammer you. Boom. Oh, so, you know, I was on, you know, I was messaging you guys back and forth while I was listening to this album because I was just so absolutely stunned and I had to be, had to share it with somebody. But I, I said, I've I've got to Google Six Flick just because I wanted to make sure I understood what oh, they were talking search. about. Say search. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I said to you guys, I said, I don't know if I want to Google this, to be honest. I really don't want to. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I, I, you know, I didn't. I, I'm sure that Google's not going to throw up any explicit images, and I can figure out what I want to click on and what I don't. And you wouldn't believe what actually popped up. It was some kind of like, a, a, uh, it was a gamer reference. Like I've never heard it used before in my entire life. But that was top search in Google. So if you Google search, or if you Google sick flick. Top Search is not going, to, not going to bring you to what I thought it would actually bring you to. Urban Dictionary, like, describes it as some kind of a gamer thing where uh, I, I couldn't even go into it. But uh, my assumption is, I mean, Coop, who do you yeah, – I think he says in here, baby, it looks like you'd uh, – or you, you have a face for a sick flick. Like, is there chicks out there you're just like, okay, that chick wouldn't do a sick flick, but just looking at that girl, she would definitely do something like that.
2: Uh, I don't know, let's see. Maybe she's got really skanky makeup, a black eye. <laughs> uh maybe she's wearing got. Well, she's, got, a, she's, up got there.
4: she's definitely I, got a tramp stamp. I, definitely I can answer have this for you.
2: I hope she doesn't have the tramp stamp on her face.
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> you never know.
2: I've seen enough I've seen she's enough. Tattoos on are the words. Um,
1: I can answer this for you guys because before I left work yesterday, like, this was like right as I was leaving. i they call it Papa Tango, and basically it's the paddy wagon. So, like, you have all these districts that, are you know, send out police, deputies, whatever. And they arrest people, and they bring them to the station, uh, and they hold them, or they bring them to the paddy wagon, and they hold them. And then at the end of the day, like about an hour before the end of shift, quote-unquote Papa Tango brings the paddy wagon to Central Booking. And yesterday... It was an odd thing because I actually thought they were being transported from a women's prison good. we don't normally get like a half a dozen women all at once, but um, I, I, I'm doing something, and I happened to notice that there's just a row of, wi- of women all in you know, handcuffs waiting to be processed, and a lot of them are wearing very suggestive clothing. Some of them not so much, but, uh, but, but a few of them were, and you know, there was definitely some, some of them in makeup. One of them looked like she had both of her eyes punched in, and I'm just like, did we get a transport from one of the local prisons? Is that what this is? And they're like, no, prostitution stain.
3: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> and so for the last like about half an hour that I was at work, we were dealing with a bunch of cranky, angry <laughs> prostitutes.
3: <laughs> Tampa finest,
1: baby. And they would all do a sick flick. And all uh, you would have to do... all you would have Gotta to pay do that get, money. Well, But but I'll tell you what, if you had offered to give them a bologna sandwich, which is what they were all asking
2: for, but what I was leaving, (laughs) they'd have easily done a six flick. (laughs) Apparently, they haven't been. To be fair, they probably have a bologna sandwich of their own because they've already
4: done a six flick. Oh,
1: Oh, 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 goodness.
4: (laughs) Andrew Dice Clay, everybody. Dude,
2: (laughs) you would not believe how many people that work in my store do not know who Andrew Dice Clay is.
4: Oh, Oh, I wouldn't believe it. That makes me sad.
1: He was just on something. It's not like, like he had this career that like imploded and then no one ever saw him again. He's done stuff. He's, he's got a special that was on Showtime where like he emceed like for uh, some younger comics. But he was also just, just this was like earlier this year or last, late last year, um, he was on the show uh, Vinyl. I mean, he didn't make it past, I think, episode two or three, but he was on it. And, he, and his death is a focal point of that season. Which has been canceled, by the way? No more vinyl.
2: All
1: right.
2: Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Say that, uh, I was going to say that uh, I I I quite Andrew Dice Clay because I was explaining to uh, my, uh, one of my classmates, the cute one that has no interest in me whatsoever. I was trying to explain to her who Andrew Dice Clay was, and I compared him a lot to Dane Cook. Would you say it's kind of a fair fair sort of comparison?
1: Not even close.
2: Okay, well, the reason I compare them to Dane Cook is because, in my mind, both of those guys, both of those comedians, were very much kind of products of their time and caught this certain zeitgeist around them that got them really big, and they, you know, did some stuff, made some fame, and now nobody remembers who they are.
1: I don't know. Is there a modern comic right now that they're act as persona? because I can't think of it everyone for, for me, I feel like every comic that that's out right now their act is merely observational comedy of some kind um you know either they're storytellers or they're making jokes about current events or their own life you know that's a family guy type comics you know like the the one that either he's if he's not talking about his kid he's talking about food it's the one that keeps doing like the different voices um the pale Gaffigan. guy
0: Gaffigan.
1: yeah Gaffigan. again um I feel, you know, like, I don't think there's anybody out there doing a persona, but that was Dice's gimmick. You know, whatever his real name is, when he was on stage and he was doing the Andrew Dice Clay bit, that whole thing was an act. You know, he was playing a character. So I don't know if there is a modern comparison. I don't know. I don't know how, how well you guys know stand-up comedy these days. Um, uh,
2: any thoughts? I know Kevin Hart is very short. And he okay.
1: screams that's, a lot. That's a physical <laughs> thing. And, yes, he's another observational comic. <laughs> oh,
2: I, <laughs> there, I'm just saying, he's, he's, he's the big thing right now.
1: Okay, yeah. So, yeah, Andy Kaufman, we miss you. Um, real <laughs> quick, Jesse, any, any last words? Or if not, I'm going to go on to the next thing.
4: No, let's go ahead and go to the next song, man.
1: All right, here we go. This is None for One. This is the last part, last song on the, on the Terra part of the album. Thank you. Not nearly as fun. mean, um, it's fine. Like I said, the, the chorus is the best part. Your
4: thoughts, guys? Uh Coop, go ahead, man. Coop? Be awesome. You go. Okay. Well, I can tell you that this is a outstanding song to end this first half of the album. While it does not compare to hug you hardcore when it comes to hilarity nor does it compare with uh you know I I want to slaughter he man let's go slaughter he man this is mark have you ever seen creep show
1: I know of it. That's that's the that's the skeleton that talks to you and makes terrible jokes.
4: Uh, you're thinking probably of Tales from the Crypt, but if you look at like the cover art for Creepshow,
0: uh,
4: it has something similar to what you're looking at, uh, what you're thinking of, where it's got a skeleton in a theater, he's turning around back. But anyway, the the purpose, the the format of that movie. How about Four Rooms? Do You remember Four Rooms from Quentin Tarantino? Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's, oh, okay. okay, you're talking about like, you're talking about
1: a movie that's got like skits in it and shit.
4: Exactly, exactly. Creepshow so, is. Yeah, Creep Show is something similar to that. Came out in 82, and they tell these short stories, you know, and had these stars uh, throughout the movie. So, this first half of the album kind of reminds me of a Creep Show type of vibe, uh, where we get all these different little stories at the beginning of things. And now we're about to get into the part where the meat. Of what you came to watch is going to start, uh, but regardless, none for one is a tremendous story when you look at the lyrics. This is about a brother and a sister who killed their father, and the the uh, the brother tells the police that it was the sister and she was crazy, and she gets locked up. Okay, so she's in you know in uh, the hospital slash prison uh, psych ward whatever. And so she's in there while her brother is, like, running free, and her brother starts cutting all the ties to her uh, to where she's just all alone. Her mom won't even, I don't even think her mom will come to see her when she does. You know, it's it, – you know, she's – she blames the kid. So at the end of the song, the, the, the sister makes a call to her brother and says, hey, guess what? I'm coming for you now. so it's it's a great song because it really kind of puts that psychotic vibe uh i think they use like they say a blade it makes me think of an axe but i think they either a machete or something to to which they killed their father and uh so he she calls him up and says guess what the blade's coming for you now um and that's that's kind of where we leave it uh so it's uh it's it's a fun story to end this first half of the album in my opinion (laughs) All right, Coop, missed you there
0: for a
1: moment. Your thoughts here uh, on the first half of this album and this last track here, None For One.
2: Uh, This song here was interesting. See, I wasn't sure what the brother was up to. I wasn't sure maybe he was trying to do something creepy and she tried to defend herself. I don't know.
4: The brother or the dad? Because the, the dad is the one that got killed, right?
2: Oh, is that what it was?
4: Yeah, the dad gets killed... And uh, the brother tells the police it was the sister that did it. But at the beginning, he's like, you know, come on down here. There won't be anything to fear after this. So it kind of makes me think that maybe the dad was doing something creepy with the kids. And the brother's like, okay, hey, look, let's go ahead and we'll take care of this. Here's this nice shiny axe. And in the basement, they kill the dad. um, But the brother gets away free. Hmm.
2: Because I thought it was I don't know, I thought they left the uh the part with Dad, okay, see I thought I read it as Dad was just a witness to it I don't okay
4: well, yeah i'll have to I'll I'm have right. to reread it i I could be wrong, but but I think
2: you're right because the dad isn't brought up again, yeah, so I think you're correct, but as for the first part of this album, I really liked this. it was a lot of fun, even though like like six flick and down with the Devil. I'm like, okay. Oh, actually six flick, no, that one's a little more special than Down with the Devil was. But
4: agreed. You get
2: you get a lot of uh kind of fun lyrics, uh some real memorable stuff, some quotable stuff. Uh yeah, I think it was definitely worth listening to. It, it it is worth sending your friends some of this shit just watching them squirm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So we're gonna play uh track eight here and this is um, SC, SCG 8. This is the opening scene. So This whole next bit here, um, tracks 8 through 14, are a story. And each of these songs, this is like the uh, the Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails. Each of these songs tells you uh, another part of the story here, which uh, I did absolutely no research on.
4: So... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but I can't wait. Hard. This is my this. I couldn't wait to get to this part of the album because this is this is the fucking meat of this album. This is where it all this is where it all comes together for me. All
1: right, so let's hear a little bit of the opening score, and then I'm immediately going to start the next track, which is uh, "Demonarchy." De okay, so we're going to go opening a little bit, a little smidgen of opening scene, and then right into "Demonarchy," and then we'll, we'll we'll chat a bit. All right, here we go. To in concert. And if I remember correctly, Lordy is actually coming to Tampa. I'm going to look Ooh. it up real quick. All right. You've been dying to talk about this. Go.
4: Oh man. Okay. So what we're about to hear is just basically if, throughout these songs is just one night. Okay. It actually starts at night and it goes to the, it goes to morning. <clears throat> so we've got four, Characters that are um, the main, pretty much the main characters of this story: uh, a vampire or Count Dracula or Nosferatu, who is mentioned a lot in here, a witch, a she-wolf, and a zombie. All right. Uh, so this this uh, particular song right here pretty much sets up their meeting that night, um, and they're 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 going to get together, and it's not like they're having a party, okay? Because things aren't I don't know if it's in this particular song I think all this all this song is is just a uh it's just kind of an introduction to who the characters are, what the setting is they're out in the middle of this you know kind of like out in the middle of the woods in this uh, cat- the the witch's cabin um and they're the witch the zombie by the way is the witch's son okay that's important because we find out a little bit more here as we go about the relationship of each one of these characters with each other. Uh, so they're coming together to discuss the, you know, they're the demonarchy. Okay? A, a, a monarchy is somebody that rules over uh, the people. Well, these are, this is the demonarchy. Uh, these guys are the the big bads. So this really puts me in a Monster Squad vibe. I mean, just something similar to that. Uh, so, there you go that's kind of what this song does just sets up our characters tells you who they're talking about um and as we go further we delve deeper into each character with each song as we go so uh but yeah pretty much just setting the set uh, kind of giving you an idea what the setting is and kind of why they're there hey coop you want to weigh in here
2: yeah uh i got a monster squad vibe here too all right yeah, I was like, oh, oh, we got all these different mixes of people here.
4: Wolfman uh, does not I, have nards, by the way, in this particular uh, part of the album.
2: <laughs> no, the Wolfman has lady nards. That's right.
1: <laughs> Thanks for
2: clarifying. Chesticles. Yeah, well, chesticles. I was going to say ovaries, but close enough, close enough. <laughs> chesticles. that uh, reminds me of uh, an episode of MXC. You remember MXC, right?
4: Oh, yes, yes, love MXC.
2: Oh, the show was amazing. Yeah, the guy, Kylie guy hey, Doosh. Yeah.
4: Kylie <laughs> Doosh was uh, <laughs>
2: grossing one of the female contestants. He like, Oh, not my lady betties. I was
4: like,
2: I love you, G. L. Doosh. Anywho god that show i need to go wa i think a lot of that show is on youtube now and we totally just need to go we, we need a marathon now Hulu,
4: hulu's got it uh because i watched it seriously probably about three or four months ago um just to see but, if the kids liked it so
2: it's great it's like the japanese america's funniest home videos because everybody gets hit in the balls so fun <laughs> but yeah this song here gave me real monster squad vibes um I like how within all these songs, it's like it just like almost like an escalating atmosphere. Like people keep doing things uh just keep making things worse, and then shit goes down. And it just kind of feels funny. really what?
1: <laughs> when the shit goes down, you better be you ready. You better be
4: ready. When shit goes down, shit go down.
2: <laughs> oh, white people. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, well, a, a pretty it's a pretty fun song. Uh, like I said, these songs will start building up to a very interesting climax, and to be oh, quite yeah. exciting, I kind of wish they would have uh, done two separate albums here. They, I think they had enough material. Well, maybe if they would have added a little bit to like both, but yeah. Um, so I,
1: I haven't been paying a tremendous amount of attention to the lyrics. You know, what I pick up, I pick up and I comment on, but you know me, that's that's not really what I tune into. I like I like the overall sound of songs. And mm-hmm. you know they they abandoned the hard rock here for the straight up metal Hell yes. We have uh we have some good double bass drumming here, really powerful song, good stuff. Um, a welcome change after I mean, look, I, I like hard rock, um and there were some great hard rock songs there before, but the, the album needed a little bit more bowls to it. They needed balls, Jesse thought, Ball, Balls, balls. Um, and so the balls pick up here with the monarchy. Agreed. Agreed. So uh, real quick, uh, Lordy will be at the Orpheum in Ebor City on Tuesday, February twenty-eighth. Um, they'll be in Atlanta before that. Uh, okay, so you people live in Ohio and North Carolina. So we've got. I'm going I'm going backwards here. Texas, Texas, Texas. Florida, Georgia, Baltimore, Clifton Park, New York, New York, New York, Toronto, Worcester, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Clifton Park again, with August Burns Red and Protest the Hero. Uh, Cleveland, Ohio.
0: How far are you hey. from Cleveland?
1: Three hours. Three hours. All right. Well, Ooh. make this. This is Wednesday, February 15, 2017. It's Lordy with Overkill and Nile at the Agora Ooh. Theater and Ballroom. How, uh, how many
4: – I'm just curious how many dates they've got. Have they got a lot of dates on this tour?
1: Um, I can count that up for you in just a
4: second. Well, you don't have to. I mean, if it looks like a lot, it's a lot. I mean, like when Scar Symmetry got over here, they did 13 days, and that was it, and they were back across the sea. So, I, I mean, I, if Lordy is finished, I mean, they must be making a, a good tour if it's a lot of dates.
1: Well, they're in the – for the last part of the year here, they're going to be in Europe, which makes sense.
4: And then they're coming okay.
1: over starting February 6th, um, starting out in California, Santa Cruz to be exact. And the tour goes all the way to March 4th, so about a month.
4: Okay. Not bad. And,
1: uh, no North Carolina dates. But I think we all need to insist that Jesse um, go <laughs> to this Wednesday, February 15th show because Overkill and Nile are going to be there. That's a fucking awesome show, dude.
4: I don't know I'm Nile. So I've heard of Overkill. I think. Oh, I fucking think.
2: Nile! Our Egyptian-themed death metal.
4: Interesting. I, 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 I'll put it. I'll put. It, I'll put it on the back burner. I'll give it some thought. I'll, I'll be <laughs> the, the M H O D correspondent. I'm and see if maybe I get a press pass. See if you can get the lawyers on that. Okay, sure. We'll start working <laughs> on it. All right.
1: Turn my own joke against me. All right. Uh, This this is the unholy gathering. The, it's funny you were talking about uh, privately. You would describe Jesse that this feels like Meatloaf's nightmare, Man. and I got a very, very hardcore like Meatloaf vibe from that. Um, oh, yeah. And what what initially like triggered that thought was as, as I was listening to it, I'm like, this fits right in with like a more metal version of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which of course features Meatloaf. So. Mm-hmm. That's where I went to in my mind, but that that was very like rock opera ish.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, that's who I immediately thought of when I started listening. to This, I was like, you know, I, I think of Meatloaf. I think of these these the power metal power ballad uh, storytelling stuff that, that that he does, and that's where I was like, man, this is this is similar to that. But man, these guys take it to a scary level. When I say scary, I'm, I'm saying actual, a horror filled, uh, a horror filled level. Um, And and I should go ahead and make a disclaimer here that we have the, we have the, uh, the capability, let's say the capability. um, We, we have the opportunity to play a a few, a, a bit of these songs, which is great. I love it. But these songs that we play change so much throughout this album that you were just getting ready to get to a part in the song where it actually gets pretty heavy and almost like the, the song changes to a different tone and gets heavier and, and then it switches back, um, which is, you know, it's, it's tremendous to listen to and it fits with the story very well. Uh, now as for the song itself, again, I was talking about how these people are in this cabin at night and they're, uh, they're they're going to hash out these issues and that's actually used that term is is, is used they're going because the, each one of these people have problems with the other uh you know the 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 she-wolf has a problem with the witch the witch has a problem with the she-wolf and, and so they they're going to sit down and they're going to try and discuss what's going you know how, how can they get through this and move on to being you know to uh, being friends i guess i, I don't know but I, I know this
1: is not your intent, but I feel like you're pitching me the real world Transylvania. <laughs> what happens when you take seven monsters and put them in a house, and and they stop being polite and start uh, getting real? That's Arr. the truth.
4: <laughs> uh, it, it it almost feels like that. Um, the Dracula or Nosferatu is the leader in this particular. Uh, in this story uh, Of these people but they, they've got to sit down And they've got to try and work through these issues So yeah you're, you're pretty much right What I love is at the end Is there's this kid That comes walking through the woods And he's looking for his sister And her, his sister's name is Lizzie And that's kind of where we leave the end of the song The kid just kind of walks off the woods Near the cabin and he's yelling for his sister Who apparently has just Wandered off into the woods And he can't find her uh, so, so uh, I mean, he, some of the lyrics here, are like the wolf's biding her time, the witch sharpens her knife. Sh- shit's about to go down. It's not like this is just a friendly dinner. They're preparing for these. P- these people are preparing for the worst to happen. I mean, we're talking about Dra- we're talking about Dracula and the she-wolf and all this stuff. So they're not known for b- having the greatest temperaments. Coop, I've gone on long enough.
2: <laughs> well, you know, this song is really. Uh... Really timely, actually. You know, uh, talking about blood-sucking vampires, she-wolves. Uh,
1: oh no! Fact, this is going.
2: To, is this going to be? A oh, movie? I know where you're
1: going with this. Please don't.
2: <laughs> in fact, we have a debate tonight. Oh no! The
4: final right. debate.
2: It's the I'm final voting. round. bing bong. Bing bing bong.
4: I've uh, already I'm voted. I don't
0: care anymore.
1: I mean, granted, I'm also doing the show instead of watching the debate, but I wouldn't have watched it anyway. I've already voted. I've casted my vote. God, well, nothing really will change. You can't, you
4: can't track that shit down, Mark, and go, I've changed my mind.
1: Nope. I made a commitment. My, I wife, think and I you voted, should. my wife and I voted by absentee ballot together because I'm not standing in no fucking lines. And uh, we decided you know, we, we were kind of sharing uh, ideas and what we were going to do, and we made a commitment, and we stuck with it. And it's nobody's business, what we voted. So there. There
2: Yeah, see, I am registered independent, so I've been getting the fucking junk mail for both parties. And then on TV, I get, like, all the commercials for both parties. And then when I'm watching shit on, like, Crunchyroll, I get shit for both, like, I don't know. Crunchyroll? Crunchyroll, the anime uh, anime streaming No,
4: There's no corner safe from this shit. Jeez. Yeah, I'm wondering
2: though I wonder if those ads Must target things Based off of Internet search history Or something Because when I'm At one friend's house His family's Incredibly conservative And all we're getting Is pro-Trump stuff
0: mm-hmm. And then
2: like Five minutes down the road My buddy's fairly liberal Mostly like Hillary for America
1: So let me Let I mean, me weigh in On that real quick so I watch A lot of Hulu And I watch And I've been Since I've been Watching The Flash And since Supergirl Moved to the CW I downloaded For Apple TV The CW app um, and I've been watching a lot of uh, stuff either through Hulu or through individual apps. And yes, those commercials are very targeted, but in a weird way. Cause like I'm registered as a Republican. So because Florida has closed primaries, which means you have to register for the, you know, in the party that you're, that you're, you have to register for the party that you're voting in the primary. In other words, I can only vote in the Republican primary, or if I would register to the Democrat. I could only vote in the Democrat primary. And if I was, and at one point, I was independent and couldn't vote in any primaries. So since I take primary voting pretty seriously, I had to pick one, and I was closest to Republican than I was Democrat uh, for reasons I'm not getting into on this show. Uh, so I made a commitment, and I, and I chose a party. Um, when I'm watching Hulu, I have now seen like this one Hillary commercial at least three dozen times. <laughs> Yeah, I, I never, you know, it's all anti-Trump on Hulu. It's all pro-Hillary. And I've I don't know, if that's me or that's because she, you know, she just bought up all this time on Hulu. I've
4: I've got Spanish Home Depot ads, so I don't know what the hell's going on here <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not fucking kidding either, dude. I, seriously, that's what I get. The, the shits in Spanish. See, right. You know what's funny? I get a bunch of
2: Lowe's ads. Who the fuck gets
1: All right, this is uh, track 11: Heaven Sends Hell on Earth. By the way, I've been getting a white zombie feel almost the entire, like, demo- demonarchy, demonarchy side. Like, good white zombie, though. Not everyone fucking in a UFO. Not that shit. <laughs> oh, man. This
4: song, this song starts out song so, so, strong. so strong. I mean, well, I, mean, look, I, I, I make it, I sound sound it sound like, like it dives off, but it doesn't. But it does. I mean, it, it I mean, kind it of slows you know, down to tell again. a little bit of the story. And then all of a sudden, it's like... Fuck it ah! and then we just fucking go right back into it. And it's this song right here was probably top, uh, the, at least the top, uh, the top one after like the first two listens. Okay, uh, it was it was heavy as shit. It told a great story. Let me tell you a little bit about the story here. If you couldn't tell, this is about the she war. And, (laughs) and of course, she is in heat, apparently. Uh, And guess who she's Uh, in love with, Mark Um, The
1: Beast Man?
4: Not the Beast Man. Nosferatu. The the man that's sitting there right at the table. She's in love with him. But guess what? He won't pay attention to her. As a matter of fact, she says, I cut myself and bleed for him just to get him to look at me. And that, you know, it's, it's all for naught, okay? Now, there's another little bit of a, uh, a, a part of the story here that takes, takes you to uh, an idea of what's going on with the witch who sits across the table, whose son is a zombie, okay? She says that she hates the vampire. And the reason she hates the vampire is because her son ended up getting gravely injured to where he died. Uh, and, she, uh, and she she tries to, 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 to talk to the, uh, the Nosferatu and say, "Look, bite, him and, bite him and save him. Okay, he's about okay? To, he's die. to die. Please save, save him, him. and, and he, turn he, him into he, a he, vampire, he so vampire so he doesn't, you so know, he, 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 he doesn't die. Do he wouldn't do it apparently. So she casts a spell in order to try and keep her son from dying, which turns him into a fucking zombie. All right, so." That's kind of pretty much the big tension here that we got between the two. You know, we got the she wolf who's in love with the vampire, the witch who hates the vampire. Uh, So, why, you know, what exactly could be left to tell? And we've got a couple more characters to go through here uh, as we go through these next few songs. But uh, I think that's about it. I can't think of anything else that, uh, other than this, is just pretty much a song about how much the uh, the she wolf loves. Uh, loves the vampire, so uh, that's. And she hates the zombie, by the way. She can't stand the zombie. Apparently, uh, it, 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 it makes her turn her nose. and assaults her senses at the way that he smells.
0: <laughs> Believe Alrighty. it or not. Good
1: deal. All right. Anything else, Coop?
2: Sounds like somebody oh, needs oh. to be on love line with Coop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I just made like, another uh, discovery for a for a future cover show. Apparently, Shaman's Harvest does a cover of Michael Jackson's "Dirty Diana." Wow, I, that's been a while since I heard that song. Now here's a bit of trivia for you. Shaman's Harvest did a re- a former WWE wrestler's theme. Do you, does anyone know what it
4: was? Shaman's Harvest. I I do uh, not. Coop. I, I got another. Drew
2: McIntyre. Dude, that song was
3: awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Part of his gimmick, there's, there's, bar there's
1: an acoustic version of Country as Fuck. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to give that a listen later. Yeah, I've like, all is of a sudden gotten, gotten big into Simon
2: Tarvis. Is there an extreme echo here? Is it just me?
4: I think it's all Mark's in there. In there. I don't know. I don't
1: hear an echo. I'm not hearing you guys echo. I don't know if it's a blog talk radio thing or not. Uh, let's just try to deal with it. It's a I'm, common. I'm thing.
4: ready to move on, man.
1: It is a common thing on this show for there all of a sudden to be a horrible echo. All right. Um, this is, and the zombie says that everyone's fucking in a UFO. <laughs> What does
4: the zombie say?
0: What does the
4: zombie say? As a matter of fact, I think he does like grumble a couple of times when they say. And the zombie says he's like, Rarrr. "Yeah, he doesn't say a whole lot." <clears throat> um, it's not going to find that on any Speak and Spell or what, what? What was that thing called where you pulled the string? Was it? It wasn't Speak and Spell. Oh uh, shit. I can't remember what
2: it was uh, called. The, the fucking animal noise.
4: Exactly. Fucking
2: thingy. <laughs> you fucking pull it, and it's like, and the cow says, "Hi, I'm Rosie O'Donnell."
4: <laughs> and uh, the zombie says, "Oh, nice one, Coop. Nice." Right.
2: <sighs> you know, uh, she's she's relevant for the first time in about ten years. And you know, you know what? We should never, we should never let anybody forget that time WWE had Rosie O'Donnell versus Donald Trump.
1: See, I had forgotten about it, so fuck you.
2: (laughs) Dude, that was the worst goddamn wrestling match I had ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Don't know why you're bringing it up. Bad memories. Because I love to bring up things in wrestling that were bad. Like, for example, went and saw the the Blair Witch Project, or the Blair Witch, or whatever the fuck. So I do that, and then I text my best buddy, you know, this wasn't as good as the Blonde Bitch Project. And he was like, what's that? I'm like, you've never heard of the Blonde Bitch Project? It was WWE's attempt at recreating it for a week and then realizing it was a bad idea. (laughs) Oh, wow. You've never heard of the Blonde Bitch Project?
1: I mean, I've heard of different pornos that were based on the Blair Witch Project. And, you know, like the Blonde... (laughs) That certainly sounds like one. (laughs) (laughs) The Blonde Bimbo Project.
2: Yeah. The, this song here, again, uh, this is like a soap opera. Like, it really is. Like, you get to see within these, what, six songs, you get the, uh, oh, God, fucking blonde bitch project. Uh, you get to kind of see the relationships that these uh, uh, horror movie icons have with one another, uh, kind of some of their, uh, the beefs or the child pies or the garlic. Uh lacing that is inside those chopped pies, which I thought that was hilarious, by the way, and it's like, oh, you bitch, you put fucking garlic in this.
0: <laughs>
2: like, I go back to that uh, scene from A Bug's Life, where someone gets where the snail gets the poo-poo platter, and somebody puts salt in it. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, right, do you remember that?
4: Bug's Life, <laughs> Nasty.
2: You know, it's even better. Like, apparently, I, I haven't seen Ants in a very long time, but it, it, according to a lot of people, it holds up a lot better than A Bug's Life.
0: Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a
1: fun story. Uh, in, in, interesting choice of um of actors in that one. You know, Sylvester Stallone plays the uh, um, you know, the the big tough Ant, and I think it's like Woody Allen who plays the uh, the hero of the thing. Um, I mean, it's fine. I, I've seen them both. I, I I couldn't really see which one holds up better, but uh, I know they both like, kind of came out around the same time. And, and like I said, it's it's fine. I don't have a major problem with it one way or the other.
2: Yeah, uh, I think the reason why Bug's Life might be a little better mem- remembered because it, it was prettier.
1: Yeah, it really like, was. It was- Ant, is kind of, Ant is kind of like there's not a whole lot of color going on.
2: It's very drab, but it's realistic at the same time.
1: Sure. All right. Uh, Let's move on here. I'm going to listen to a band called Monster Truck based on the fact that I like the band Crowbot. Just thought you should all know that. (laughs) All right. Uh, Where are we? All right. Um, We are two tracks away from being all the way through this. This is Buck Buck Brigadon Brigadon.
4: about how this becomes a a climax uh this is the climax of this story uh and this song is perfect perfect for what what the shit that just goes down here um I, okay we, we were talking about you know we've kind of brought up the story here to where uh, this last song uh, we found out that the witch poisoned the dinner which happened to be the little sister of the boy that's looking that that the kid's looking for so uh, they are she poisoned it with garlic and of course it's okay it's fucking on now so Dracula's attacking the witch once he bites the witch her own son her own flesh and blood her own zombie son smells the blood and then proceeds to eat his mom okay and okay so she's dead Uh, And as we find – I mean, throughout this song, this is such a great song because all the stuff that happens in it, I mean, as all this is going on, guess what? Just like in a classic horror movie, here comes the mob from town that know that the shit's going down at the the hut, and they're coming to put an end to all this. Uh, So as all this is going on inside the house – Dracula's like, or Nosferatu, I keep calling him Dracula, busts open the door and stands there in front of the mob and he's like, okay, let's bring it. So all the people, he starts attacking people, the wolf starts attacking people, and then all of a sudden, out in the middle of, just out in the middle of nowhere, Nosferatu decides to go after the she wolf. And they end up fighting in the house, and while they're fighting in the house, she gets stabbed with a, a silver knife. And, hey, remember the kid's sister? He's watched this all go down. So while Nosferatu is attacking the She-Wolf, he comes up behind him with a stake and kills the, kills the vampire. So at the end of all this, all the monsters are pretty much dead, including all the townspeople. They all got mauled at the same time. And that kinda, that's where we leave. As, as Dawn breaks... It's nothing but dead bodies everywhere, and the only person that's left alive is Billy, the kid looking for his, uh, his sister. So it's a oh – man, this story, dude. I'm telling you what, Mark Ratlitch, source material.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: Coop,
1: what you got for me?
2: Well, damn, he's taking my stick of overanalyzing everything. Jeez. <laughs> Actually I
0: don't.
2: Yeah, that's fine. I've uh, yeah, I've had a day. So <laughs> I need I need I need some laughs, god damn it. Uh, this song here, yeah, this song is pretty much like the shootout in the okay corral. Like, you know, everybody fucking shows up, starts shooting each other. It's crazy. Like just carnage everywhere. And it's it's interesting to see how all this kind of played out and broke down the way it did. Uh, in fact. In fact, actually, good, good little analogy for us. This is the equivalent of the end of a six-man tag match, wouldn't you say? <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> Bodies are strewn everywhere.
2: Yeah, <laughs> fuck off. He must be broken in half. <laughs> Stop the damn match! Like you know, it's it's just like everybody's hitting their moves and beating shit out of each other, and their shit everywhere. Getting, they're Getting finally. their shit in. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They got to hit the uh, get all the big moves in. Get the big move buffet. Mm-hmm. But I like that. Like at the end of the day, the only one that's
4: alive is Billy. Well, a caveat to Billy. that. He absolutely <laughs> sucks. It would be great if his name would have been Bimmy. I, I would, I would have, I would have gave them so much more credit. But um, nobody gets the Bimmy reference. Nobody <laughs> Bimmy? gets the Bimmy reference. Bimmy, Jimmy and Bimmy. All right. So anyway, at the end of the song, they there's one little thing that they slide in there which makes this next song that much more important. And that's, that's four words. And the zombie says, the Night the Monsters Died, which is just oh, man. It's great. It's a great way they did this, this, uh, this particular, this book, or book, this story.
1: All right. Let's move on to our last track here. This is The Night the Monsters Died. I'm going to play a little more than I've been. We got a little bit of time left, but I do want to end on time, so here we go. this whole thing. I think it's a great track. I'm ahead sure and get go ahead and get my final thoughts on the album. Um, looking for something uh, that sort of represents the holiday season, that being um, Halloween, Season of the Witch. Um, just, you know, all things scary and spooky and fun like that. I think we really couldn't have picked a better album than this to do.
2: Oh, no way. Yeah.
0: Uh, this is tremendous. This,
1: this was really, like, thematically perfect. And uh, it was a fun album. I mean, look, Lordy's not going to win any awards for Masterful Musicianship, but they're all, you know, but it's a competent band, and they put together some fun songs, certainly some memorable ones. I mean, Let's Go Slaughter, He-Man is definitely in competition with, uh, you know, it's definitely up there for consideration of my top three for the year, so it's certainly memorable. Um, You know, I'm going to give this a solid A. I, I think they did a great job with it. Uh, I would recommend this to other people. I don't think this, I, I, outside of Hug You Hardcore, I don't think there's anything on this that's particularly, like, you know, <laughs> offensive. So, uh, good effort by by our Finnish friends in the shock rock
4: genre. Agreed. Um, okay, well, I mean, I, I'm going to tie this story together. So, if anybody doesn't want spoilers, which is kind of strange, I've listened to this album, like, five or six times. So, I mean, we're talking about some songs here. But, the end of this story is just great because it it's this whole song has this, I don't know, this whole victory feel. Hey, evil is banished. Good has triumphed, uh, until right where Mark cut it off right before, which is fine. It's perfect place to cut it off because now the fact that the zombie kid bit the mom He also, in the last song, bit the vampire and the she-wolf too. So at the end of this song, Billy's standing there thinking everything is good to go, and then they all start waking up, but they're all zombies now. (laughs) So, it's, I mean, it's just a great way to end it. You're thinking everything's all right, and then, nope, I'm afraid not. That's not the case. Uh, I mean, really, do I have to give my final thoughts on this? Uh, this is I was so excited to talk about it. You guys can't tell I wasn't excited about talking to lordy has come into my life, and it has it has changed things for me because this is some this is an album these are some guys I will absolutely be checking out in the future so uh you know i I'm gonna give this a thumbs way up. Easy, easy grade for me. Um, I will listen to this probably for the next you know, two or three months. A Christmas time might come around. Throw on some Lordy. Um, so yeah, I'm, I I'm very I'll,
1: pleased. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go send you the link to that now. Um, I'll share it for you on Spotify. But uh, would you love a Monster Man? That's, that's the first thing you should go check
4: out. All right. Good deal. I appreciate that, man. This was, this was a fun time. I, I, I hate that we, we shoved sugar to the side, but I, I think this, this is definitely the way to go for sure for this, uh, for this week. Coop. <clears throat>
2: the night the monsters died. Beautiful. <laughs> Now they're singing bye bye, there, bitch, Billy boy. You were looking for your sister, now she's just now a pie. You better run from the Dracula guy, because he's now a zombie, and you're now fucked. And you're gonna be in a pie. Oh, hey,
4: that's one. I'll be here
2: all week. Thank you. I, I had another one written out in my head that rhymed a little better, but I just wanted to get. I just wanted to get call Billy a little bitch and then reference Pies. Uh, (laughs) Alrighty. Yeah, yeah. you know, we've still never gotten karaoke night in the Madelich Broadcasting household. I'm just saying. uh, I mean, hey, we had had ample opportunity when Do You Want to Build a Snowman came out. We just decided (laughs) to each do it on our podcast every fucking week for two months until Sean Comer started getting like fucking war flashbacks from it. <laughs> Alrighty. Anywho, uh this album. Uh, yeah, this was a good surprise for me. Wasn't really expecting much from it. Came out from it fucking chuckling like the immature fucking fuck that I am. Uh, so I'm going to give it a great solid, solid seven and a half. Not bad. Seven and a half. Seven and a half out of ten. Go eight.
4: Uh, Come on, Coop. Go eight. Don't tell me, I'll
2: drop it to seven. i no, no, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, oh jeez. <laughs> I, <don't, I'm> <laughs> I uh, yeah, about about a seven and a half. Uh, which actually, now that I think of it, that puts it in the three quarter score. Never mind. Uh mm, I I give it an eight. Yeah, because I started right, it. And you know what drives me crazy when wrestling reviewers give things like four and three quarter stars? I'm like, shut the fuck up. That was five stars. You mean four and a half or five. <laughs> don't give me that half-ass bullshit. <sighs> Anywho, yeah, I would give this this album really blew up my expectations. Granted, there are some songs here that are filler or just don't quite get it done in terms of a a real presentation. But at the end of the day, this album and this band is very much about just having a good time. We have songs about He-Man. We have songs about anal fisting. Mm. Making dirty German porno, and then the monster squad the monster squad ex- squad explodes.
0: Like, Wonderful.
2: Yeah. Like, Again, yeah, this this album is just a macabre treat. Uh, quite frankly, there, there is at least one song on this for somebody with a really black sense of humor. So yeah, uh, eight out of ten, four out of five stars. Give it a B. There you go. Thumbs up. I'll, I'll do all of them.
3: <laughs> nice. All right.
2: All right. So we uh, we hit something on a little
1: on the obscure side. I don't know how many people are into the old Finnish metal, but um, next week we return to uh, something. Maybe you've heard of this band. They're called Corn, spelled with a K. Um, it's about doo doo. Um,
3: so well, we will
1: be. Yes, it's true. I, mean, I hear them talk about how they got their, their, their band name. It's pretty gross. Uh, ow ow ow, ow a cat. Okay. I don't um,
2: remember eating any corn today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So
1: this Friday, Corn, The Serenity of Suffering comes out, unless it's changed and <laughs> no one told me. Uh, we'll be reviewing it uh, Wednesday, a uh, week from tonight, on the 26th, unless I get a he, <laughs> unless I get a call from uh, from Cooper saying I gotta work. Um, so, now tomorrow, uh, Long Road to Ruin has been off for the month of September and nearly the entire month of October. We're going to take the next two weeks, starting tomorrow, uh, to look at the Hannibal Lecter series. Tomorrow, we're going to look at the good ones, well, the one good one, uh, Silence of the Lambs, and then we're going to talk about Hannibal. And Robert Winfrey is going to be on the show. So, you're going to hear a lot of me going, all right, Robert, just take over the conversation.
0: Because we used to Hannibal
1: as expert,
0: and
1: and 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 as much as I like Silence of the Land, there's not a whole lot to say about it. However, Hannibal just sucked a lot of dick. Um, it was pretty bad. Now the following week on the 27th, and I've never seen either one of these movies, so I will be watching them at some point in the next couple of days in preparation for this. Uh, we will be looking, we'll be doing Hannibal Lecter Part Two, which will be Red Dragon and Hannibal Rising. And I've heard of Hannibal Rising. Sucks even more dip than Hannibal. So that's fun. Um, As far as what's coming up here on the Metal Hammer of Doom to Doom to Doom, Doom, Doom. Oh, speaking of which, November 1st, uh, Daniel Hollywood is back. We will be reviewing uh, the third of the um, Dan Brown books, I believe, uh, called Inferno. This is the. Uh, Oh, No
2: relation. No relation to the absolutely wonderful 1980 Dario Argento horror film.
1: No zero. Um, oh God, what was the big famous one? That, the 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 first movie that they did. Oh shit. The Da Vinci Code. The
4: uh,
1: Da Vinci Code. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this is the third in that Da Vinci Code series. Um, on November 2nd, we will be now. There's a lot of stuff coming out on the 28th, and I wish we could get to it all. We're gonna do a couple of these as the weeks go on but there's just not a lot of room for everything coming out. There's a new helmet coming out called Dead to the World, new crowbar, new dope. But the one that we will be doing on November 2nd is the New Testament, Brotherhood of the Snake, Um, followed by, uh, we will get around to finally reviewing the new Opeth album, Sorceress, Uh, on the 16th is our uh, tribute to Thanksgiving. We're going to be reviewing a real turkey. <laughs> it's called Anthrax, Stop 442. And we had a change in the schedule again. Metallica pushed back their album. Uh, it's going to be a double album, so I decided to break it up into two parts. Um, we're going to do the first six songs on the 23rd, right before the day before Thanksgiving, and then we'll finish it up on on November 30th with the second six set of six songs, Uh, I don't know who would have needed to do that, but I figured if they broke it up, why don't we should break it up too? And maybe we'll get to hear a little bit more of the Metallica songs that way. So uh, Hardwired to Self-Destruct, parts one and two, uh, November 23rd and November 30th. And then in December, uh, December 7th, that's when we're finally going to get the helmet built to last. Um, We're going to follow that up with on the 14th, uh, our last review of the year. Is uh, Superjoint caught up in hello <laughs> caught up in the gears of application? New Super, formerly known as Superjoint Ritual, now just Superjoint. And then because Jesse Starcher wanted it, baby, we're gonna do it. Our very last show of the year, uh, the Metal Hammer of Doom year-end Spectacular, December twenty-first. <clears throat> uh, Jesse. Give us a quick, quick preview of what people can expect on it's the a, Spectacular.
4: It's a celebration. We're gonna have a good time, man. We're, we're we're just gonna we're gonna pick three of our top songs from the year that we reviewed right here on the Metal Hammer of Doom each. So Mark gets three, I get three, Coop gets three, uh, and we'll just we'll talk about stuff that happened throughout the year. I've been mauling the. I, I might have a little surprise for you guys. Just throwing that out there. Be prepared. Uh, we're going to have a good time. It's just going to be a celebration of the year. Uh, talk about some of the fun we had. Maybe some, Maybe throwing a few uh, tops or bottoms of things, such as the worst song of the year. You could probably go back a couple episodes and listen to Mark's picks already, because he decided to go ahead and uh, make his uh, decisions. Uh, and I think nothing's beating yeah, nothing jackal, by the way. <laughs> All right. See, there you go. And we've still got like two months left and we've been going weekly. So, I mean, come on. You got, there's got to be room for something to slide in there. You never know. But it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to do it. I, I, I really enjoyed doing this show with you guys. And we, I, I, I think you guys need to celebrate yourselves every once in a while. Celebrate yourself.
1: All right we're going to celebrate, celebrate, dance to music, celebrate. Anyway, um so uh, then we'll be then after that we're going to take a week off and then we'll be back in January. I don't know with what yet. Um they I don't know what new it's different with movies. Movies there's like release dates like a whole year in advance. So I could tell you everything that we're doing on uh damn you Hollywood and Long Road to Ruin, but with music you know, I, there's a couple of releases next year. Um, I know, you know already on the calendar is a new Marilyn Manson album that's coming out on Valentine's Day uh, called Say 10, S-A-Y, the number 10. Get it? No. Get it? No. <laughs> <Plan> with <five. laughs> yes, Yuck, yuck, yuck. Um, but, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you anything else. I mean, there's a couple of things I saw on the calendar, but nothing that really uh, tweaked my nipples, so... Um, we'll say as the as the year goes on. Um, normally we start off the year uh, because there's like nothing out. We'll usually do something in January, like a retrospective or something. Um, I'm thinking, you know, I got to talk to these guys about it. I have some ideas of some bands I'd like to look back on. I told Jesse at some point we were going to do a uh, a clutch, uh, another clutch review, but we were going to do deep cuts. So oh, the B sides. Yeah, you know the the, the road less traveled. Um, so maybe we'll put that together for January as well. We'll we'll figure it out. But that's what's going on the next couple of months um, with uh, this podcast and some of the other ones we have here on the network. So uh, Jesse, quick, go ahead and do your plugs.
4: Sure. Uh, you can follow me at Keel on Twitter if you so wish. Go give the Radalich and Broadcasting Network Facebook page a like. Stay up on top of all the great podcasts that this network has to offer. We usually don't bombard you with stuff. You know, if a show's coming up, we're going to tell you about it. Mark's gotten to be posting stuff about He-Man on there, but that's probably about the craziest thing I've ever posted. while well, I've been had the opportunity to put stuff on there. So there you go. We're We're not crazy. We're just going to tell you what's coming up, and that's it. Uh, myself, I do a show on here, it's called Sourced Material, it's a comic book show, we talk about some of the great comic book stories that have occurred, and some of the not so great ones right now we are in the midst of uh, the third, second part just dropped, third part's coming up next week of Batman's Hush Uh, so that's been a lot of fun it was me, uh, Ronnie Adams, and uh, my good buddy Jason Teasley, who got to discuss that one, Uh, coming up on Halloween I got the Halloween spot on Monday, the 31st, and it's going to be me and Gavin Napier talking about a book called Witch Doctor, which was by Image Comics, and it is some freaky deaky stuff. So if you get a chance, tune in on that one. We've already recorded recorded it. I just got to edit it and get it up there, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, I do some stuff on the Screaming Boy podcast, which you're going to be having another episode uploaded here probably this Saturday, so kind of keep an eye out on that. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy buddy Ronnie Adams over there, and uh, Adam Runyon also. We had a fun time with Josh, like I was talking about earlier. We talked about, we talked comics this last, we talked Luke Cage, and uh, kind of got our two cents in on the series there. Um, And we also talked about The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, first five issues there, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and that's about it. That's all I got. Coop, hit it.
2: Kick out the jams, motherfucker. <laughs> Kick
3: out the jams. Yeah.
2: All right. So, uh, plugs, plugs, plugs. There's this podcast. Mark did a good job of that. So, uh, my job is done on that one. Uh, since I write a podcast, your home of all things, so you can find us at Facebook.com. So I sent to write a podcast. That is S E N T A I R I D E R podcast. We meant to record something Monday, but my, my co-host Hunter had some things, lifey things. So maybe next week. Yeah, I'm awful lot more next week. So unfortunately, twelve hours. That's all they're working me, bastards. So uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do some Common Rider X Aid, which is interesting and weird, and but it has a really catchy theme song that's not metal at all. Anywho, yeah, just uh, give us a look. We're at, like, 610 likes because of South America. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, the uh, WTMnet.com Wrestling to the Max Network. is my buddy Sean Garmer and all of his podcasts that include his wrestling podcast, Wrestling to the Max, as well as video game and sports podcasts, which also are to the max. Oh, yeah. Dude usually, like, fucking does (laughs) four-hour shows. And they review everything. Seriously, like they review New Japan, WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, like everything.
4: Yeah, shout out to him for putting my show up on the website, man. That was awesome. Man, I love that guy.
2: What the fuck? I I thought somebody (laughs) hit up. What was that? Mark's got the guitar out. That was a mistake
1: on my part. Keep it going, buddy.
2: (laughs) I, th- I thought you were trying to play me off.
0: Got the hook. He's <laughs> got the hook. He's got the hook.
2: Oh, no. Now he's a hooker. I don't uh, want Mark as a hooker. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, What would his wife no. say? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Which I did that one the other day, and my, uh, my manager was like, you sound like you're trying to come on to me with that. Oh boy. Uh, you wish. Yeah, well, my manager's one of the shit talker, which is great because that gives me permission to throw it right back, which is wonderful. I love throwing shit right back at people. But you uh, for plugs, that's it. Play me out, Scat Cat. <laughs> All, right.
1: All right, folks, this has been a presentation of the Met of the uh Rattling Broadcasting Network. We thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week. Be well, be safe, and behave.